A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. We've had some balmy spring-like days this December. I went for a walk late in the afternoon last Saturday, and as I was heading back home, eastbound, a woman came out of her house, walked out to the sidewalk, and stopped. Then she took out her phone and pointed it toward the sky. I stopped and turned around to see what she was seeing. The sky was a deep rose color. It was awesome. And I was grateful. If she hadn't stepped out of her house to capture the sunset, I would have missed it. I was walking the wrong way. John the Baptist is like that woman on the sidewalk. He stands on the other side of the Jordan, inviting us to turn around and see in a new way. John the Baptizer appears in all four Gospels, but only in the Gospel of John are we told that John was baptizing across the Jordan. Joshua led the children of Israel into the Promised Land through the waters of the Jordan River. John's baptism was a renewal movement. He invited the children of Israel to cross through the waters of the Jordan, letting go of their sins, re-entering the Promised Land to live again as faithful sons and daughters of God. John was outside, on the margins, a voice in the wilderness, not in the center of power. He was not in the city of Jerusalem, and he was not in the temple. John's ministry obviously attracted the attention of those who made their living from the temple ministry. He must have been seen as a potential threat to business, When the temple authorities came to interrogate him, John admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. Are you Elijah? I'm not. Are you the prophet? 
know. A little later in John's Gospel, in chapter 3, there seems to be some competition between Jesus and John's disciples. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, the one who was with you across the Jordan, the one to whom you testified, everyone is coming to him. John is not in competition with the one coming after him. John's response helps us understand his method from the very beginning. Remember, in the Bible, Israel is the bride and God is the bridegroom. Here's what John says. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The best man who stands and listens to him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. So this joy of mine has been made complete. He must increase. I must decrease. John is teaching us how to be empty. In our consumer culture, even religion and spirituality often become a matter of addition, earning points with God, attaining enlightenment, producing moral behavior. Authentic spirituality is not about getting, attaining, achieving, performing, or succeeding, all of which tend to pander to the ego. The great Dominican mystic Meister Eckhart said, God is not found in the soul by adding anything, but by a process of subtraction. Richard Rohr says of John, His ego was out of the way so much so that he could let go of his own ego, his own message, and even his own life. This is surely the real meaning of his head on a platter. As a little child, Jesus must often have heard his mother, Mary, singing. She sang about neighborliness, about how God brings down the mighty from their thrones and lifts up the lowly, about how God fills the hungry with good things and sends the rich away empty. Jesus enacted his mother's song well. The same spirit that overshadowed Mary empowered Jesus. In the Gospel of Luke, in his hometown of Nazareth, Jesus makes the words of the prophet Isaiah his own. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord. Jesus' mission, which is our mission as well, is not about our plans. It's about God's plan. It's not about our power. It's about God's power. It's not about our glory. It's about God's glory. In the Gospel of Mark, when the disciples were arguing about who was the greatest, Jesus took a little child and stood the child right in the midst of his disciples, In the society and culture of that time, the child had no standing or status whatsoever. The child was a nobody. We need to keep reminding ourselves, I'm not the prophet. I'm not Elijah. I am not the Christ. Through all of this, John the Baptist says, 
It's not about you. Get out of the way. Thomas More, the author of Care of the Soul, has written a book, The Eloquence of Silence, Surprising Wisdom in Tales of Emptiness. He tells this story. Rabbi Elimelech of Lizenx is sitting in his carriage one day as his driver takes him toward his destination. A group of people see him in the carriage and start following him in the street, and the crowd gets bigger and bigger. The rabbi hears the sound of the band of people following him, so he asks the driver, What's all the commotion about? The driver says, The people want to follow holiness and virtue. Oh, says the rabbi, so do I. So he gets out and joins the crowd, following the now empty carriage. The Austrian poet Rainier Maria Rilke wrote, In spite of all the farmer's work and worry, he can't reach down to where the seed is slowly transmuted into summer. The earth bestows. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will also accomplish it.